0: Yo, what's going on, everyone? Welcome to episode 147, I believe, of the podcast. Really long, lengthy episode. You know, I tell part two of the Fukuoka story. You know, I give you all the nitty-gritty details of what went down. I mean, nothing too scandalous, but it was just a lot of fun. Um, Wild weekend. Uh, But before that, I talk about uh, the... I gotta get it right. <laughs> I gotta talk. I talk about the, um, uh, in, yeah, in light ties in Japan YouTube channel in a video from Jasmine, um, who, uh, posted a really interesting video about, you know, Japanese men and, um, you know, her experiences with them. Not only in a romantic context, even if you are not, um, you know, a woman or a single woman in Japan is even for you fellas. It's gonna be something that you can kind of pick up on, and I kind of give my take on what she said. Of course, the link is in the description, so check that out. But before that, please remember to like, especially if you're gonna listen to the freaking, if you're gonna listen to the fucking Fukuoka story, like, subscribe, please comment. Let me know what you think of the story. Um, and yeah, yeah. <laughs> so go for it. Enjoy. Yo, what is up, everyone?
1: Mm. Oh, it's so good. Oh, my
0: goodness. (laughs) Uh, I'm so happy right now uh, because, hey, by the way, hey, YouTube, hey, podcast people, hey, everybody. Oh, I'm so happy right now because you heard me in previous episodes talk about my favorite beer of the moment. This Kirin uh, Ichiban Shibori Half and Half, uh, the Kuro Nama, whoo, we're like. Hmm. You know, um, in the previous episode, I was just like, you know, housing a bunch of them. But I was in, you know, if you wa listen to the previous episode, I was saying I was in the mood for beer. So I was like, man, fuck it, I got some wine in the fridge. I was like, fuck it, I'm going to drink some beer tonight. So I went to my local grocery store, and they still had some of this beer. Like, it's not really like a popular <laughs> grocery store, so I imagine they just weren't selling. They got stock. So, um, I was like. Fuck it. I was just like housing beer. I, did, I forgot to bring like an echo bag because now you have to pay extra for plastic bags here. So, you know, I, I drove there just like right around the corner. I just drove. So I was like stuffing fucking beer all in my pockets. So I, <laughs> I was like, fuck it. You know, um, I don't know. You know, you only live once. So I don't know, uh, when the next time I'm going to have a chance to drink these. So I got like four of these in the fridge, um, but I was looking like beer pregnant. I came back in the house. My wife was like, How many beers do you have? Like, my, the hoodie I'm wearing is just all weighed down with beer. Uh, so, no, but I'm just happy. I did not think I would have the chance to um, drink this. But I purposely went to that supermarket for the off chance that they had some of this shit left. And they have tons of it there. Like, mm. So I'm serious. Like, I'm seriously like, for New Year's, I'm probably just, you know, hopefully you know, it stays in stock for the next couple of days or a couple. Of, I might just have to say, fuck it. I got tomorrow off or sometime the next couple of days, just say, fuck it and just clean them out. Um, cause I think it's on sale. It's not even that expensive. Just clean them out and, um, just let it sit in the house, you know, and then just put them in the fridge periodically. I might just do that. And yeah, just, just roll up there looking all crazy with like a, <laughs> with like a box. like. <laughs> Just loading everything fucking in there. <laughs> but I might actually do it. <laughs> now that I think about it, I might actually do that. Like, no, nah, I'm good. You, you you, fitting like, 35 beers in this fucking box and, like, <laughs> walking that shit out of there. <laughs> that just looks, that would look crazy. But it might be necessary, to be honest with you. Um, but, yeah, no, we're here for episode 147, I think. Um and yeah, it's going to be a good episode. We're going to finish up the Fukuoka tale. That's why I got beer to talk about it. Uh but before we get into some bullshit, let's talk about Jasmine. Hello. Hopefully you have a chance to watch this episode. Uh well, from Jasmine from in in Japan. Hmm. Um a really good YouTube channel. Of course there's a link in the description wherever you're watching this. Uh, for the video that I'm about to talk about. But uh, I, I stumbled across her uh, content when I was doing research for, you know, the uh, video bringing to light the issue with uh, another Japanese YouTuber, which I won't mention or talk about just you know because i said whatever but but anyway i saw a video she made um regarding him and i started you know when i have time just checking in on what she's doing and stuff like that and i I really like her stuff and um this video popped up on my timeline i just reached out to her and was like hey you know i'm gonna use your stuff for my podcast and she was like cool so hopefully if you watch this hey you know i'm not gonna talk too crazy i talk really crazy on this podcast but you know as far as your stuff goes and you know I mean, you put out good content and you know, I, I pretty much agree with a lot of stuff you're saying, so um uh, that's kinda why I wanted to talk about it. And you know, especially for the users the not the users, the listeners here on here as well, the like eighteen of y'all. <laughs> but you know, it's all good. Uh so yeah, so so pretty much uh what uh Jasmine said in the episode title is um uh from her youtube pages, how i see japanese guys after living in japan right now i'm not gonna lie i i i think i watched it i forgot when i watched it the first time i watched like most of it and i liked the theme and i stopped And but just before recording i rewatched and i watched the whole thing and it was it's, it's interesting because um you know, I'm just going to talk directly to Jasmine, basically, uh, basically, you know, of course, anyone watching or listening to this, I encourage you, you know, before you or, or after, yeah, probably after it's not like a spoiler or anything like that. Um, you know, to, 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 to go ahead and, and listen or watch the whole thing. But pretty much, like, you know, I agree and, and have kind of similar experiences as you dealing with Japanese guys for the most part. I mean, as far as as far as like the whole them being hot kind of thing, like, and you know, doesn't really get my motor going. But, <laughs> but, but you know, uh, generally speaking, uh, she talked about a few types of experiences, you know, and it seems to be categories of experiences as a black person I, I won't say it's a black well i will say it's a black person because that's what we have in common but also as like a foreign person being here um that's kind of common threads that i, I think uh we i can share although you know because you're a woman um the dynamics are a little bit different and i kind of have a theory about it which i'll share you know but first um let's just run through it you know she talked a bit about um, something that's so fucking important. I think not only, you know, the majority of our listeners are, are male, but, you know, if there are some ladies for the ladies, we can talk about it is um, reading the air, you know, and, and reading the atmosphere. Uh, Which is super important. It's a fucking skill. It's a necessary skill uh, for not only dating, but uh, that's why I was misled because I thought it was going to be about dating, but it's just interacting with Japanese people in general. You got to be able to read the air. You got to be able to read the atmosphere of a situation of people if you don't you are going to be out in the cold and you won't be getting invites back to the house party you know <laughs> put it like that you won't be coming back to the Gocon anytime soon you'll just be that weird foreign friend that comes around every now and then you know and and people will kind of roll their eyes or a little bit or, or you'll start grumbling when they hear that you're coming trust me, I've been in the room with the Japanese people when they talk about the weird foreign person that's coming to the party, and it's not, and everyone smiles when you get into, (laughs) when you get there, hey, (laughs) you don't want to be that person, and again, don't think like, that's fucked up, don't really think that way, but it's just that you get put in a category, you know, which I've talked about, which is why they, you know, I'm not saying the shit, but, you know, I'm with it well enough for Japanese people to speak openly about other foreign people in Japanese around me, you know, and because I'm in the category of a person who gets it and a person who doesn't get it gets kind of put to the side. And, you know, like I told you in episodes in the past, sometimes it happens like straight to your face in Japanese. You just don't know it. Um, and so, you know, whether you're dating, whether you're with friends you know, whatever reading the atmosphere is somewhat some extremely important. And, you know, I, I've talked about it before. The The way I recommend doing this is just simply, you know, just start how I started picking up on it more and more on the train, favorite place. You know, that's where it goes down. That's the melting pot of, especially in the Tokyo area. Um, I would say public, any public transportation. And if anything goes down, watch, don't watch the action. Watch what goes around or what what goes on around the action. That's where the real action is. And that's where you can really start picking up on atmosphere, people's reactions, people's, you know, um, mannerisms, when something makes them uncomfortable, when it makes something, you know, because I think in Japan, um, Japan is how, how 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 do I phrase this? Japan is definitely okay. Um, negative reinforcement is much more of much more of a driving factor than positive reinforcement. In, in in when we're talking about reading the air, and what I mean by that is you know not being able to read the air and the suffering the consequences of that. Is much more of a motivating factor, or, or sorry, 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 sorry. Reading the air and being and picking up on negative reactions to people snaps people in line a lot faster than you know seeing positive reactions from people. The fear of you know negative reaction uh, from other people is a really, really heavy kind of thing. And so, even if someone is acting out, and you might not see anything directly or hear anything directly. You're, the atmosphere changes negatively and for, the, and for the most part people, the person doing the action reacts to that or they lash out against it in some way, you know, in a very subtle way you know, but but it, it, it is there if you can pick up on it you know, so seeing like this, you know, duel of I don't know, battle of wits kind of thing you know, is it, really really kind of interesting so, so you gotta just be able to do this, like you have no idea. Like, you know, you won't get it immediately, but... Mm, you, you just got to do it. Now, um, what else did she talk about? Um, yeah, fashion, of course, is very, very important. Uh, in Japan, being... I've, I've talked about this in previous episodes, but just being put together. Um, being Being able to put together an outfit is, you know, in, in some degree although sometimes I see a lot of outfits here that I'm just like, what the fuck are you wearing? <laughs> I see outfits. I'm like, yo, what the fuck are you doing? But I, I say that's mainly on the women's side for me, you know, and I, I guess it's mainly because I'm a guy. I'm paying more attention to fashion for women. Uh, so if I do see somebody, I don't know. I guess it just depends on the person. People have different sense of fashion, but I'm. Th- but sometimes I see like, you know, like a crazy pink hat, And like this weird mesh skirt with like, you know, a T-shirt and some like Chuck Taylors or something like that. It just looks weird. And I talked to one of my students before and she was basically saying that some people who dress like that, basically you might get people who don't coordinate an outfit together. They just buy a bunch of shit that looks cool or cute to them and they just put it all together you know and so they're just like oh this is cute 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 and they just put it all together and it just looks really fucking crazy you know um so there's like one category of people who do that i don't see it so much on the men's side you know generally speaking if a if a guy you know especially in the Tokyo area is trendy fashionable he's going to be really really um particular about his clothes pay attention to it whatever type of style he has um The interesting thing Jasmine said, though, was about uh, Japanese guys being considerate and careful and and shit like that. Like, oh, by the way, Jasmine, I cuss a lot like on my podcast. I'm sorry. (laughs) If you didn't pick up on it. Um, But, uh, like, yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Just being considerate and and stuff like that. I mean, you probably know as well. Like, just me talking to... um, younger guys generally speaking they're trying to get in your pants <laughs> you know um I think I think you know uh there's in I'm just using a point of reference like a few Japanese guys like I've had these type of deeper conversations with in my head and um you know that they because I would say there's an intimidation factor when when Japanese guys are dating foreign women I don't I imagine especially like a black woman um you know they or a woman of color let me say that they you know might feel like okay I got to get up for this and I know I got to be chivalrous and I got to do this so they'll put more effort into being attentive and things like that that they might not as far you know, put into, like, a regular Japanese woman. Again, this is just completely wild speculation on my part, but this is kind of the feeling that I get um, with the hopes of they can, you know, bag the big one, you know what I mean? Like, um <laughs> fulfill their desire to, you know what I'm saying, you know, get a little action, like, um or, you know, develop a relationship or whatever, depending on the guy. But generally speaking, like a guy, you know, physical aspirations kind of come first uh so so I kind of get the feeling like that might be where a lot of the chivalry comes from I would you know um I don't know if you physically if you not physically but you know have been in a long term relationship with a Japanese guy but again it, but then again to be in a long term relationship with a Japanese guy I would imagine it would be a guy who actually gets you as a foreign person you know would be um a person who is not like the the guys you talked about on code OK Cupid, I think that's what you said, but um, who you know is just like I like black music and I like this and I I get that too. I well no, let me pause. I used to get that when I was single, um, you know I go out to a nightclub and you know in the Shibuya area. Um, not, not so much in the business areas, of course, not like in Shinbashi or Ginza or stuff like that, but in a nightclub in Shibuya or Roppongi or stuff like that, depending on the club, you know, if it wasn't like, well, yeah, even, yeah, depending on the club, like, I, you know, of course, like I get the, you know, super excited, super yanky. I like, you know, biggie. <laughs> Good for you. <laughs> but you know i smile and um i just like okay great but yeah you kind of get put in a category with me if if that's your opening that's what you got that's your opening salvo um yeah that that kind of um nah (laughs) you know but again but again what it is is for me personally i think it what it is is it's an indicator of uh, a person who sees me as of course you see me as a black person, but who see, who, okay. Who evaluates me based on my color versus, you know, based on me as a person first, not sees me. Of course I'm black. Like we'll stand up wherever I am at, but if you're evaluating me, um, based on that, it's very clear, you know, to see, because that's kind of what gets the high marks, you know, okay, he's black. Check. (laughs) You know, (laughs) that's it. That's the end of the survey. Um, so so yeah like if that's the first thing you got like and and and, um i i mean like i've i mean like i said the coolest people and i'm not talking like women like even like my wife like you know my wife you know she likes some of the music that i really like too but that didn't come up in the conversation until like down the line you know um it wasn't like first date type of stuff you know music fashion celebrities for me are red flags like you know if those start coming up quite a lot within like the first hour you're talking to somebody um and and it becomes like a really really like excited conversation i might kind of be like pump the brakes a little bit you know just because like it seems like you know you're putting me in the category of what you see on youtube and like i don't really like that so much so but but yeah i mean you know i don't judge i'm not judgmental about it i like i understand this is an island and to be honest with you, I did the same thing before I came here. You know, I was judging Japanese women. I was judging Japanese people based on the stereotypes that I had watching media. So I get it, you know, but um, yeah, I'm just not going to, you know, bang you just because of that. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Jasmine, if you're still watching this. <laughs> probably so disappointed in me. <laughs> Whatever. I got to keep it real. I got to keep it real. This is how I talk all the time. Um, but anyway. All right. So, <laughs> so the last thing she talked about before I get into uh, my story, I'm going to, I'm going to take lots of beer breaks by the way, um, just to let you guys know. Um, So uh, yeah, older people, one thing I could feel you when you were talking about older people, like, yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of a thing. Uh, I've, he- I've heard it from, you know, I'm an English teacher. I've heard it from co-workers as well, uh, female co-workers, and I've seen it, you know, and, and, and I mean, you, you kind of picked up on, I think, the best defense mechanisms, you know, fight without fighting, if you will, like Bruce Lee style, you know, like don't let them, you know, inside your defenses where you get to the point where they are saying something creepy is the best way to go. It sucks that you have to deal with that. I think where it comes from for me, you know, is basically a lot of my impression, a lot of the, the businessmen who do that, like the older guys who do that, they're basically in loveless marriages at this point. You know, they, they, they're not like, um, close or mostly connected to their wives at all. They're pretty much the ATM, you know, they work their job, they go home, they get some food. You know and, and that's about it, but like you know, probably in a sexist marriage, probably the wife probably doesn't, not too fond of them, you know, because like they're maybe domineering or something like that in the household. So, um, because of their economic status as the breadwinner, but in, in, in their house, in their private life, they have that leeway, you know, old school style here in Japan, and so they never developed like the social chops to gracefully what's the word gracefully allure someone. I feel like there's a better word for that. But, uh, <laughs> but, but you, you know what I'm saying? Like, um, cause it, their, their interactions are what? Hostesses, hostesses and, you know, delivery health, massage girls and, and prostitutes probably you know <laughs> i'm gonna be honest with you like <laughs> like this is what i've heard firsthand that like you know um these types not all of them but some of these type but definitely i would imagine all of the, the older guys who were coming at you like that when they go you know they say like you know going on a business trip is the opportunity to Call up like Delivery Health, which is like basically a, uh, you know, uh, Uber Eats prostitute, and and you know like do something dirty. You know, like, that's what they do on vacation. Like, is I've heard this, like, yeah, of course. Like, you know, when I'm going on a business trip. I'm out of the house for, like, three, four days. Like, ring, ring, ring. I'm not saying every business person does it. But the type of business person that, you know, sees any opportunity to come at you in, like, a sleazy kind of way and slip innuendo, innuendo in there to make you uncomfortable. Like, that's kind of what they're doing, you know, and that's kind of what they're used to. You know they're trying. They're proposition hostesses left and right. They're they're just used to being, you know, the customer, if you will. They're used to being the person in charge, if you will. And and you know they've never really had to accommodate a woman, you know, know, because what at their company they're not going to do it in their house they're not going to do it in their nightlife they're not going to do it. You know so. They've never really had to do that before, you know, and so to see someone who's, like, attractive to them, it's like a switch, you know, I'm a guy, like, I'm not saying I don't have that fucking switch, but, you know, that asshole switch automatically gets turned on, that sleazy guy switch automatically gets turned on, and, you know, um, any any indication that you know a person especially you know when they when they know that they're in a situation where they can kind of get away where they feel they can get away with it without any repercussions like of course now in the office or things like that that's not really socially acceptable they can't really do it on the train without getting arrested you know you can't really approach a, a woman in a bar you know because J- japan is not really structured like that you know so or or like an izakaya or something like that or a group of co-workers they can't really do that so the only time they can really act on those impulses is especially with a foreign person now i don't know if you're talking with these people in english or in japanese or what type of situations but you know especially if you know like i think i see in you know english studies sometimes not not always widespread but you know, or, or encountering like a, a foreign woman in, in their private life, you know, possibly nightlife type situation like that mode, that switch gets flipped on very quickly. And I'm sure like if you think about it, you know, um, the way they come at you, I don't know how familiar you are with like hostess bars or stuff like that it kind of equates to that they kind of start looking at you like a piece of meat slash hostess or slash whatever you know and they kind of slip into that mode very easily because that's all they got they I got no they don't got no game you know i mean it's not like a cool chilled out i mean i've met older japanese dudes who do have game you know who are cool you know who who do know how to talk to a woman you know Um, but I meet more of them who just don't know what the fuck they're doing, you know, and they want to talk to me about that type of shit too, you know, and sometimes I get stuck in those conversations too, um, where I'm just like, okay, you know, and I got to hear about some guy like, you know, at a hostess bar or whatever, whatever, whatever it is what it is, you know? Um, but, but I, but for, for the general listeners, um, i think you know whether you're a guy or a girl whether you know whatever your age you know it's not so much dating like the the um the title gave me the impression it was strictly about dating that's why i clicked on it for you know some because i'm so strictly skewed on the guy side i kind of sometimes try and you know throw a bone to the female listeners that are out there somewhere however like four or five of i don't know but anyway um so, uh, yeah, yeah. So I clicked on it thinking it was more dating stuff, but I think it is applicable for anybody just understanding, you know, the range and uh, categories of the male psyche here in Japan and some tips on like you probably heard me talk about as well. Some things that you kind of need to know, you know, be up on just so that, you know, you have a kind of smooth experience i'd say you know and can get along with people like it's, it's that's what it's all about really it, it, get along with the people you want to get along with and avoid the people that you don't want to fucking deal with pretty much is what i'd say so. mm. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. okay let me get another beer let me stop this and get another beer and then we're gonna get into some bullshit <laughs> okay okay i'm back i'm back Holding. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh yummy yummy Okay. <laughs> I'm surprised I can taste this beer, actually, because I was fucking up a pomegranate earlier, man. <laughs> like, you know, I told you pomegranate season. That's my favorite fruit. Uh, and yeah, uh, you know, I, we have a couple more left over from Costco. Hopefully I'm going tomorrow. I'm going to take a run out there tomorrow. Hopefully they have a few more, you know, and one more case I can get squeezing before pomegranate season is over. Hopefully, fingers crossed, but yeah, I was fucking one up before, um, I had to take my son to bed, I was like, yo, go ahead, you go take a pee, I'm just gonna, you know, munch this down, and then I'll come read you a book, <laughs> but, um, yeah, anyway, anyway, but I digress, okay, so, uh, let's get into part two, and probably the conclusion, hopefully the conclusion, <laughs> of the Fukuoka story, mm. So if you're a first time listener, again, go back out, probably put a card or something on, on somewhere in this motherfucker. But basically, um, yeah, uh, previously, you know, my, my friends, Jeff and Will, we arrived in Fukuoka, you know, um, on this fucking crazy flight and, um, Oh my goodness! Excuse me. I'm sorry. Sorry. Sorry about that. Um, I if I I was trying to think of it, I forgot to um message Jeff and ask him. But if I think about the timeline of when we arrived, I'm wondering if we took a nap. Eight, no, no, we probably eight took a nap, then uh, uh went to go. See, that's what I don't know. I'm I'm, I'm trying to think because because we were definitely outside somewhere when uh we were planning to go meet uh jeff's friend right so it would make more sense like after we arrived we took a nap then went to go get something so probably uh i mean we might have been hungry or might not i don't know but it makes more sense if we arrived in fukuoka took a short nap then went out to go meet uh to eat and then meet uh jeff's friend makes most sense but fuck, we drank a lot, <laughs> so, but I don't know, so I, I I don't remember, I don't remember, but, um, I, you know, whatever, whatever, the order doesn't fucking matter, you know, there was a nap, there was some Indian food, and, you know, we were on our way, and, and so um, we were outside and, you know, on our way there to, to the bar to meet uh, Jeff's friend, and, you know, I was like, oh, wait, I gotta go back to the hotel, you know, dusk was falling upon the sea the sun was setting on the city you know and, and and night was upon us it was it was time to kind of kick the shit in the high gear um and uh you know i was like wait the record scratches i'm like i gotta fucking go back to the hotel <laughs> and change change my clothes change into my my nighttime outfit you know and they were like what <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about i was like yo like, i need my outfit you know my nighttime outfit and this outfit was not the best outfit ever like the only, i don't even remember what i was wearing i just remember because i was like yeah, i'm going to fukuoka going to fukuoka right and so i was like thinking about what outfits i wanted to wear and in tokyo we have this friend who um in, in events and stuff like that. Hmm, Coming from work, he would wear like a vest, you know. And so <laughs> I remember because I was thinking about this for days. It's so stupid. But like, I wanted to wear a vest, you know, uh, it, it, like, you know, a dress shirt. I think I wore a dress shirt, a vest, and some pants or some jeans or some shit like that. Some, something simple, right? You know, but I wanted to wear a vest, you know, and, and I was like, yeah, a vest would be cool. And like, um, but I, I knew I couldn't wear a vest in Tokyo because this other dude is also black. And so, you know, if I wear a vest, everyone was like, Oh, you're copying his style, you know, so I couldn't do it. But Fukuoka was my chance to wear a vest. So I went I got like a cheap I didn't even get a nice vest. I went down like uniqlo got like a vest, you know, because it's night you're in a nightclub. Come on now. If you're in a nightclub, Generally speaking, like your shoes don't need to be nice. That's my my cousin who took me out when I was seventeen years old to my first nightclub. That was the first thing He was like, "Don't wear no nice shoes to a club. No one's gonna see your shoes anyway. This shit doesn't fucking matter, you know." Um, so so your shoes don't fucking matter, and the quality of your clothes generally doesn't matter as long as they look nice under like you know black lights or dim lights and shit like that, right? Like that's generally my rule of thumb you know um if i wear a t-shirt that looks cool and under dark lights you know or outfit that's kind of put together in some ways color coordinated you i you know and maybe like a hat that makes you look fucking cool you're good so um but but yeah i was like i'm on some vest shit you know (laughs) so so i I wanted to put on my vest and you know and and (laughs) so they were like so they these motherfuckers thought like you know, they were like, all right, yeah, go ahead, go ahead, you know, and they wanted to fuck with me, yeah, I could tell, like, they were kind of being condescending to me, like, looking down on my outfit changes, <laughs> so, <laughs> but, you know, I'm like, again, I'm, because they were like, yo, why are you breaking up the group, like, I am told you, I'm the rogue guy, like, I'm like, fuck this shit, I need my outfit changed right now, I'm on vacation, I'm gonna do it my way, <laughs> This is my me time, damn it. You know, yeah, we're together, but this is also my time to relax. So I'm gonna relax the way I want to relax. Um. So, so, so I'm like, yo, so where y'all gonna be? And they kind of like half huddle up or like look at each other, and they're like, yeah, yeah, we're gonna be at this bar, like yeah. you know. I'm like, okay, what's the name of it again? I this bar. I'm like, well, how do we get there? I'm like, yeah, I don't know. They're like, all right, you'll find it. But I'm like, you know, and I. I I didn't pay much mind cuz I know they're they're just being that way just because like they just want me not to go back to get my vest and <laughs> change my outfit and just go with them but I'm like I'm bullheaded I'm I'm probably the of us three I'm probably the most stubborn, bullheaded person of the group. I mean, we're all pretty bullheaded. Like, don't get me wrong. We're all really stubborn motherfuckers. Like, I'm sure Jeff or Will, if you're listening to this, you fuck it. come on now, we are. But um I would say, again, I'm the one most prone to just say, fuck that shit and go completely, like, left. Um And and they know that. And there's been a few times where, like, you know, they thought I would go left and I don't. I'm just completely with the program. And they're just like, oh, okay, Akil's not going to, like, Flip out, all right. <laughs> this one time in general, like they we always joke about, but anyway. Um, so, so yeah, I, you know, they tell me the name of the place, and I'm like, okay, I repeat a few times. I think I might have put it in my phone just to be sure. Again, I had a flip phone at the time, which makes me think it was like, you know, um, excuse me, sorry, uh, sorry for the burp. I'm drinking beer, so I'm gonna be burping. Um, you know, 2010, 2009 You know, because I definitely had like a, a, um, a iPhone four during uh, the the East Japan earthquake. So it was before two thousand eleven, definitely, right? Mm. So I have my flip again. I have flip phone. Keep this in mind, right? So I go back and change my clothes, and you know, I as <laughs> I think I was, you know had a, I bought a drink on my way back to the hotel or something, but I, I don't remember what happened, but when I get, again, remember, I'm zero or hundred, when I get worked up, I get worked up, right, so, so, I just remember changing my clothes and realizing, like, these motherfuckers left me And they think I'm not gonna be able to find them. They just purposely. I know. I think I called them. It's like, yo, y'all at the place. They're like, yeah, we're at the place. And you know, they're like, I'm like, how do how you get there? Like, I don't know. You'll figure. That's what happened. I called them to try to like get directions, and they were like kind of half playing me, like, yeah, whatever. You'll figure it out. Whatever. We're at the click. You know, I'm like, y'all motherfuckers. Y'all motherfuckers. I mean, I knew they weren't trying to ditch me, but I know, you know, we're friends. I know they're fucking with me. And they're fucking with me because they don't think, you know, they know, they think, ha-ha, he went back to change his clothes. We're at the bar hanging out. He's not going to know where we are. Ha-ha. And I get pissed off. <laughs> I'm like, y'all motherfuckers. Like, you know, I'm like get, putting on my vest. Take <laughs> i'm not gonna find these i'm finding these motherfuckers (laughs) Mm. oh gosh right so so i'm like you know like action movie style passenger 57 putting on my vest my flip phone (laughs) google maps on my flip phone (laughs) I'm like okay, I got these because they know maybe they they underestimated the fact that I'm actually pretty nerdy when it comes to researching shit I'm interested in on the internet. Like I'm really really I go I go deep if it's something I want to find out about the internet, I'll go like deep and figure out like okay, I gotta find this and I can find this and I can go here and I can find. I like doing that, you know. um I like spending 20 minutes, you know, uh researching like a random fact on the Great Depression that I wanted to know about like or you know like I I like doing that shit finding a chart about like, you know, commodities prices from fucking like 75 years ago. I like doing that, you know. So um and I mean I I do it for my job as well, like you know to prepare for a lesson. Like if I got like okay, I want to find this topic, I like 2 minutes I'll like i'm gonna find the chart that i need to plan a whole lesson around in 30 seconds like you know that that's what i get off on so it, with my flip fold i'm like it's my <laughs> you know and i'm like i think i'm so i was i had a drink i think i had some extra drinks in in our in my room so i'm like drinking in there i'm like bah! so <laughs> so i go flying out the <laughs> <laughs> the door with my best on and I'm, I'm like i'm gonna find them so i got i remember like the interface for this is a flip phone bullshit ass like interface you know it's no real-time directions on google it's like a dot that with a line to it it, it was fucking crazy right so, so <laughs> 10 years ago fuck, we've come a long way people so um um mm. So the only thing I remember about finding this place is I get into the general area of of the place, but I don't know where I'm at because it's the street. I forget I forgot the Japanese name for it, but it's it's a street, it's called Bad Children's Street or something like that. Um how it translates to, but I can't remember the the exact word of it. I, I say bad children street, and everyone's like, oh yeah, I know what you're talking about. It's kinda like the shibuya of uh Hakata, basically. Um so um I'm walking <laughs> And I see this dude, right, and um, of course, like, he's a regular dude. He's a black dude, but he struck me because he was sitting on the street alone. Like, he's kind of a catcher, which is like, excuse me, sorry, guys who are, um, their job is to try and, like, attract people into, like, a nightclub or a bar and stuff like that. But the thing about this dude, he's a black dude. Like, I mean, I'm I'm about 30 at this time. He's probably 40, pushing 40 years old. Taller than me. I'm 6'2", but he's taller than me. But he's dressed like Tupac in the early 90s. Like, he's got the bandana. I think he had the bandana tied to the front, if I remember correctly. Or, no, it was kind of funny. Maybe it was just top, top to the front, or top, but it looked weird. Like he had, a, but he was all backwards. He wasn't red; it was blue. <laughs> he had the hoop. That was, <laughs> he had. Like the hoop. He had the, the hoop. He had the, he had the hoop. That Tupac had the like pin, but he had the hoop earring, the hoop nose ring, and and like the um gosh Bagosh overalls with the, with, the, with the one thing hanging on <laughs> that I used to wear when I was in fifth grade. <laughs> and I was just like. I mean, now that's, like, kind of cool, but, like, um, clearly, <laughs> like, this was 10 years ago. This is 90s fashion. It was not in style anymore. So I was just, like, you know, we can't make eye contact because we're the only people on the street, you know, and <laughs> at this point in time. Like, you know, um, it was kind of early in the evening, you know, um, so it wasn't really people out there like that. So, of course, I'm another black dude. It's not like Tokyo or anything. So we just, like, lock eyes, I'm like, okay, fuck, let me go ask it. He's clearly, like, works for some nightlife establishment. He knows what's up. So I'm like, what's up? You know, and he's like, yo, man, hey, how you doing? Like, he's super friendly. I'm like, (laughs) thrown off by this, because, you know, it's like. (laughs) A super friendly Tupac is like, (laughs) what? (laughs) So i'm like yo do you know where blah 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 bar is you know he's like oh yeah 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 just go there go here go here you know down that street whatever i'm like thanks man you're my spirit animal you know (laughs) kind of thing (laughs) you know um because (laughs) because when i went you know (laughs) later we went past that same area and the dude was just gone and i was trying to explain to him like this guy was there who just saved me and they were like I don't see anybody, I'm like, no, you don't understand, he looked like Tupac, he was tall, he was, they're like, what the fuck are you talking about, I'm like, right, fine, anyway, whatever, <laughs> so, so, <laughs> I, I think this guy is ingrained in my head, like, I remember his face, I remember, like, not his face, but his facial expression, his eyes, like, his bandana, like, his nose ring, like, eh. I'll never forget that, so like you know, I find the bar, and you know, again, I'm worked up. I'm like, oh yeah, I'm gonna get these. Motherf- I'm check my flip. I'm like, get these motherfuckers. People in that bar must have thought I was crazy, because <laughs> of course I was. Because like, <laughs> how I entered this bar, it was like a like like a pub. It wasn't even like a bar bar. It was like in a basement somewhere, not too big. They were on the bit, ba- but I drop kick the door and I was like pow 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 K- karate like stance popped through the door like hi you motherfuckers y'all motherfuckers doubted me <laughs> y'all didn't think I could do this shit I mean this bitch like <laughs> <laughs> everybody in the bar was just like what <laughs> <laughs> and like you know that Jeff and Will's play, face Priceless like that's what I did it for You know they were like Oh we didn't think you'd find this I was like I know god damn it That's why I fucking did this I got my revenge Y'all bitches don't doubt me <laughs> I just turned like I just turned up I was like I'm you know <laughs> They're like yo why are you wearing a vest I'm like <laughs> and they, they, Of course of course like you know i'm all hyped up and then they're like yo you're copying our friend's style i'm like no god damn it and i want and i had to explain like i just wanted to wear a vest and i knew that like everybody in tokyo would say that i'm copying our friend's style if i wore a vest so this is my only chance to wear a vest because i can't do it in tokyo this is probably the only time in my life i can wear a vest to go out at night so i wanted to do it <laughs> and then and then they are like okay whatever." <laughs> this just like kill your fucking weird you know up <laughs> so with all you you and all these rules like <laughs> but you know i have my philosophy on shit you know I, there's a method to the madness that's what i try and tell people there's a method to the madness like you know and, and jeff if you're from listening to this you can kind of understand my psychology why i was so obsessed with this vest it was the only time i could wear a vest without getting fucking you know chastised by motherfuckers i know that's it anyway (laughs) anyway um so um (laughs) so we hang out with the dude like he's a really cool guy um you know, we talk, chop it up, you know, duh, duh, duh. it's like, y'all going to go out. Y'all going to go to the street like yeah, we about to go. Like, All right, cool. Have fun. Now, this is where the night goes, you know, where it goes. Right. So I think, you know, we had a couple of drinks. I don't know if we I don't know if we did shots. We might have done shots. I don't know. We were pretty drunk, but, you know, again, it's been a pretty long day at this point and um but you know we we getting ready to to, to to hit it you know it's like we we really we this is what we've been waiting for the whole week we've been talking about this for mo- for weeks and probably even months at this point like you know let's have a fucking blast so <laughs> um i forgot like maybe i did some research or um on my flip phone of course beforehand or whatever uh on the plane or maybe in the terminal i think in the terminal when we had like two hours to kill and just getting drunk we were t- trying to plan out what club we went to so i think you know i found this club infinity infinity <laughs> i forgot who found it but we decided to go to this club called infinity i think it i i, I tried to um Find some like video or something. It was just some bullshit ass advertisement videos on YouTube, so I couldn't really find anything. Uh, and I I forgot to look for the website. I'm not gonna look for the website, but but whatever. Infinity was the club we went to, like the main club we went to. Now we have spent the majority of the night in this club. It was popping, like you know, um, it you know the thing about like. Tokyo has mainly bigger clubs. So the thing about like a bigger, if you're not like a nightclub person, or if you are, you probably know. If you aren't, I'll tell you. If you are, you know. Like if you live in Japan, you definitely know. Like the thing about a bigger club is good if you, especially if you have like a nice atmosphere. Again, I haven't been to. I'm, my nightclub days are kind of over right now, but you know, because I get sleepy. <laughs> it's true. When you get older, you get sleepy. <laughs> At like two o'clock in the morning, I'm sleepy. You know, Jeff, he gets sleepy at like midnight. <laughs> we just get sleepy. We're old. Like, <laughs> We're not, I'm not lasting until first train, like, at all, right? Mm. So, like, um,. <laughs> So like uh, I forgot what I was talking about, but it, but but yeah, okay. Nightclubs, like so, a larger nightclub in Tokyo, generally, unless it's like a really really good nightclub like Air or or you know Vanilla. You heard me talk about it in the past. A club with like different, you know, uh, Muse, which is, eh, I don't really fuck with, you know. Um, Jeff loves it, you know, but whatever. I don't fuck with it. But anyway, um, but but the setup is pretty standard. Like for me, a big club with a combination of several smaller rooms is the way to go, right? Several smaller rooms that play different types of music is good. So basically you're going into like a a hive or hub type situation with several mini clubs involved is kind of the ideal situation one large club for me is not the ideal situation because it's just packed with people swarmed with people you can't really like vibe with anyone you can't really meet people um if you don't like the music there you're just fucking stuck you know and you you just gotta deal with it but at least if you're in a club that has several rooms you can find the room that's your room stay there dominate there Listen to me talking. Like <laughs> dominate there, put up a vibe, have a fucking great time, you know. And you can be, we man, you you guys can come through, you know. And then y'all can just like post up and do your thing. That's kind of the playbook for me, right? Uh, or it used to be the playbook when I used to fucking go out to clubs. But anyway, um, <clears throat> so, so you know, basically, pretty much the ideal situation is a smaller more compact environment with a nice group of people and that's what infinity was like but it was like pretty packed but not super packed where people were like all over each other where some clubs can get like that in tokyo but it was like a you know capacity but room to move around nice ass club kind of like house party type vibe you know where you know you can get around people if you need to you, you know you can move swiftly through the crowd but still you have moved to room to dance you know but there was still like lots of people there lots of faces to see so we get in there so <laughs> we get in the club right and mm, of course we gotta get drinks i remember this clear as day because it was like like, this, the heavens shine down on us, right? Because we go to the bar, you know, we like, music's pop, music's nice, good DJ, which is always a good point. Like, generally speaking, like, you know, the average DJ for me in Japan is not going to be good. They're going to play, like, you've heard me say it before, music from 2009, the same mix of fucking songs, ludicrous from 2006 that they've been playing for fucking the past 15 years because that's what they know a good dj will mix it up you know play some play some old shit play some new shit and you know you'll hear some shit that you actually listen to currently but also some shit that you know and you can like get a vibe to it right you know some shit that everyone else might not know but you like oh oh, what you know about that you know um if you get a couple what you know about that's like going off you got a good dj right In, in japan so um because especially you know if you get like that vibe and like all the Japanese people like they're used to DJs playing the same mix every weekend but then like if you the DJ plays some shit where you like yo you know you're the foreign people there you're like yo that's the joint and then everybody there doesn't know what the song is but you like yeah and you you're close you can see the DJ be like what you know about and the DJ starts getting all hype and then you just like yeah you know then you got a vibe going on right so um Anyway, anyway, I'm getting all distracted. So anyway, um, we, um, yeah, so we at the bar, right? We go, we go in, you know, we get in, we, you know, we're like yeah, okay. So, um, we go to the bar. We're it's not, any, you know, it's, there's not any foreign people there. Like, you know, people just like, oh shit, there's foreign people in here. You know, it's shit. Two black guys, goddamn. Like lightning strikes twice. <laughs> <laughs> but you know it it wasn't like a hardcore japanese hip-hop they were playing hip-hop of course but it was still like a really chill vibe so really nice music really nice people really good vibe staff was really friendly you know um they were happy we could speak japanese all three of us of course can speak japanese so like it was no barriers to entry so um yeah we go to the bar and, and we're like looking trying to order drinks and i think jeff notices like yo they got bottle service here and we're like oh really like, yeah 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 and we look at the price and the thing about it is like you know it was so fucking cheap like it was so fucking cheap compared to what tokyo is like and so he was like yo 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 is this is this co-? we were like is this correct <laughs> and i think i remember because like you know we got like bottle service for like seven thousand yen which is like 70 bucks you know um and i'll just be straight up i'm not gonna pretend like i'm like you know vip akil like i came to japan when i was 22 years old so you know i know in 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 those type of things they kind of became a thing like in the past like i'd say seven five to seven years like bottle service and, and tables and stuff like that but generally speaking like in japan like bottle service and tables is not a big thing in japan so you're gonna get the same service you 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 get like you know whether you're buying a beer or whether you're buying a bottle of champagne generally speaking you know uh in at that time so um i you know and i ain't i ain't have it like that so i i just wasn't i never really experienced the young adult getting tables vip type shit like i just never did that you know so um, I wasn't really used to like VIP section bottle service type stuff. And I'm still not, to be honest with you. Um, it was just fine. Like I'm not, you know, but it just wasn't, I'm not, i am i am not against it. I like to pop bottles and, you know, dance with models. Like if I can, but, <laughs> but, you know, it just wasn't in the cards. So, but, um, it was that night. <laughs> so, hmm basically i think i remember the part it was like about yeah seven thousand yen for bottle service like bottle of vodka um and we were like how much because you know like i bought some money with me because i'm like yo we're here like you know i'm gonna spend more than my typical budget that i do um uh, for a weekend so you know um, and it was three of us, we can split the bill. So we were like, we're going to spend like way more than that on drinks anyway. So we we're like, fuck yeah, we getting the bottle service. So this is where it starts to go left, right? So we get a bottle of, um, I think Sky Vodka or something like that. But like, like not some mini bottle, like a decent bottle. But they also give us a lot of Red Bulls. Now... Let me tell you something, okay? <laughs> in- including this, I've only drunk Red Bull twice in my life. Twice in my life. The first time I drunk Red Bull, I was, like, still in college. I went to go visit some friends in Boston. And I drunk Red Bull and Vodka's, like, when the NFC championship game, or was it the AFC championship game, was on. And I was just bouncing around the fucking, like, Boston bar with one of my friends. You know, well, well she was yelling at me because, um the fucking patriots were going to the super bowl and you know, i was just like dude i'm rooting for you guys. what the fuck are you talk about like you know she's like, "No, you know, whatever anyway um so this is the second time in my life i ever drunk red bull right and me i already amped up right so i i was like i saw the i saw red bull i was like uh you got i don't, I don't know if i should be do- <laughs> i tried it, i was like i don't know if i should be doing this <laughs> Because I knew, I remember the last time I drank Red Bull, and I remember what happened. And I was like, oh, I don't know. And, uh, you know, it's, it's fucking Will and Jeff. So, like, man, whatever, man, you'll be all right. What the fuck you talk about? And I was like, and, you know, Jeff, he's just like, man, drink this. <laughs> you know, he's just pour- As soon as the, they put the bucket down, he's pouring shit. Now the thing you know it's fucking cool because it's like on a little stage and we got you know it's good right now they had some weird rule i don't know why they had some weird rule like that we couldn't dance in the vip area right which is weird i'll come back to this in a second right um mm. oh, hold on i might actually have to come back to this while i get me another beer be a break let me hold on one second okay okay we're back yeah so um like yeah i'll come back to no dancing in a second but like this vip situation was kind of funny because <laughs> because um we go in and it's like a small it's not a big club like it's, it's like a one room kind of small club but but the thing is like there was another black dude there and we was like oh shit lightning strikes three times i guess like you know and I, maybe i forgot we started talking to him he was a little bit older than us He was clear he was clearly i think. I think he was like maybe forty, forty plus at that time. But you know, he looked good. He took care of himself, and he was out at night with a younger chick, like you know. <laughs> and um, <laughs> he got sleepy too, I guess. When I think about it, I forgot. Um, I think we talked. And I think he told us that he was from Tokyo on a business trip or something. He was from out of town, but he was on a business trip or something like a trip or something like that. And he was just partying, having fun, met the young chick, like you know, hanging out you know and he had this big ass bottle of great goose i remember that right so what ended up happening with this guy we didn't really talk cause, you know he's he's got he it was just him and his girl and, and you know this japanese girl and they're just he's just vibing chilling out yeah um and we're partying eventually basically we didn't really talk to him. we just said what's up and we're having fun we, you know he's doing his thing we're doing our thing but what happened eventually this guy like, maybe he went to another spot maybe he got sleepy but we talked for a few minutes when he left he gave us like a magnum bottle of gray goose and he d- drunk maybe like less than half of it you know so um we maybe had like a three-quarter bottle of gray goose we had like our sky we had a bunch of rebels and so it just went to like defcon 4 like real fast you know uh, <laughs> and so we were like yo he we just gave him a bunch of that I'm like yo man thanks he's like yo have fun it's great out here like, you know we you know just showing love and we just, and then, you know, I'm like doing the damn dash. I'm, I got, you know, two bottles. And then it just starts turning, turning up. You know, I think some daisy is coming on. And then we start, you know, the Red Bull's starting to kick in. And, you know, at this point, I don't know what the fuck is going on. But, because, <laughs> you know, I'm fucking, tr- I'm on 100 right now, right? Like the Red Bull's kicking in. The music's kicking in. I'm on 100. But, so, <laughs> Then our characters start coming into play, you know? So I'm dancing around going all crazy. Of course, you know, I'm on a little platform, a little stage. So I'm like, you know, I'm doing my fucking thing. My song comes on. I'm fucking turning up, whatever the fuck I was listening to. I don't even remember. But remember, you know, there's no dancing in the VIP area. Right. (laughs) So, so there's a VIP staff and and basically every five minutes the staff has to come over to me and be like uh excuse me you know there's there's no dancing in here I'm like alright cool man I gotcha I gotcha I gotcha it's all good no problem style? hi hi you but I got Red Bull and vodka in my system and I've been drinking all day so <laughs> so I ain't hearing that shit <laughs> So, like, 30 seconds after he tells me that, you know, I'm just like, uh, 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 uh and then he's got to come over and tell me again, and then, like, you know, <laughs> Will's got to come over and talk to me, like, yo, man, like, uh, you're not supposed to be dancing here, you know, <laughs> and then I'm just like, it's all good, you know, I'll just dance smooth, and nobody will know, and <laughs> he's like, what the fuck are you talking about? And so Jeff is over there, like, you know, I just look at him. He's He's got the velvet. He's playing the bouncer. He's got the velvet rope. He's, like, outside inviting, like, fucking girls. I'll call them chicks, whatever. I say chicks. So like, he's inviting, inviting chicks into VIP. He's got the velvet rope. Like, hey, you want to come in? Come on through. Like, you know. <laughs> I mean, he doesn't, he's not doing anything. I mean, let me, let, me, let me say something about this before. Like, you know, hmm. Because I'm the same way. Like, I'm married. I'm not good. You know, I'm not a fucking priest. Okay. I'm not going to go out to a nightclub and be like, I got to sit in the fucking corner and not make eye contact with anybody and not talk to anybody and not dance with anybody. No, if I'm going out, I'm going to talk to people. I'm going to meet people. I'm going to hang out. I might even dance with somebody, you know, but I'm not going to like do anything stupid. I'm not going to do anything to risk my marriage. I'm not going to do anything to risk my happiness. Cause I'm happy. But if I'm going to go out, I'm going to have fun. Like you can probably tell I'm like a, party kind of guy, you know. So um I have no problems with that, you know, and I think like Jeff is kind of the same way. Like we all have our you especially we were both in relationships, we have our boundaries, but we on a guy's weekend. We're gonna have fun, you know. We're not gonna feel like, oh my God, I'm in a nightclub, like there are girls smiling at me, shit. Like no, like whatever. Like, you know, it's fine. So, so like Jeff is in there like with the velvet rope, like you know, he's like inviting girls in. He's like, "Hey, you want to come into the VIP? Come on!" Like you know, he's like the bouncer basically with a bouncer like next to him and like, <laughs> but you know, like Jeff just looks like he's owning the club because he's just like, yo, "Yo, hey, what's up? What's up? Yo, we, we over here. We got the Magnum bottles of great goose. He wants some great goose." <laughs> but he doesn't even talk about, that's how i talk like he's like yo it was, it was you know yeah. <laughs> and so he's like let, i'm just look over he's like lifting up the the bounce is not even doing it he's just like lifting up the velvet rope every now and then letting people in and out and whatever he's like no yo whatever she on some bullshit get her out of here i mean not like an asshole kind of way because he's more chill he's a chill guy but like it's just funny like he's like yeah fuck that shit like, you know if you're not fun you're not staying in the vip area and will is like will is kind of in between the both of us if you will like you know he's kind of scoping the scene trying to calm me down you know hanging you know with jeff like you know um getting the um vip situation but like the 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 one thing that will always gives me shit for is like (laughs) because at one point again i'm just dancing you know At this point, i'm full-on dancing like at least 10 times like they're trying to get me to stop dancing they're trying to get me to chill the fuck out but i'm got i got like red bull in me like more red bull than i've drunk in my life like i'm fucking ridiculous like <laughs> in all my glory i'm ridiculous right so i mean we all are we all are right like we're just in our element we're just doing us to the utmost like i can't even describe the scene like i don't even want to go back and see the scene like you know, i could just imagine so i'm on the little stage platform area and i'm just like i got like the bottles of vodka in, in my hand i'm doing the damn dash you know and at some point like a, like blow on the regular dance floor and i'm like huh and i like swing the bottle and i hit will in the back <laughs> I hit Will in the back of the head. Like, um, and, um, he's like, What the, what the fuck? <laughs> he's like, Did you just hit me with a bottle? I'm like, Uh, my bad. <laughs> and, Will never lets me forget the fact that I hit him with a bottle. Like, he's like, You hit me with a fucking bottle, didn't you? <laughs> I mean, it wasn't hard, but it was like, I hit him with a bottle, you know, like he wasn't bleeding or anything. It wasn't like, he wasn't hurt, but it was just like, why would you hit me with a bottle? You know, (laughs) he's like, you're out of control. You're officially out of control, you know? (laughs) And so, yeah, like that, the night went on like that. Um, And then it gets fucking stupid. Then it starts getting really fuzzy. Right. So, um, I, um, we we were there probably until like, I don't know, maybe two, three o'clock in the morning. I don't really remember when we left. I remember like one scene of us leaving and we go to another club. <laughs> the only thing I remember for this club is like you know will and jeff are talking to somebody and, and talking to some people and i'm running up i remember there were like some stairs or something and i'm like running up and down the stairs dancing with some people like it, maybe it was a reggae club i think it was a reg i think it was a reggae club you know and again i got caribbean blood so me and will are kind of going off on the reggae i think they were playing some shit we like and you know they had a little. So I'm running up, dancing with people. You know, running, dancing, then running down, dancing with people. And, and, and then Will and Jeff were trying to get me to leave, and they're like, "Yo, dude, it's it's time for us to go." I'm like, "Ain't going nowhere. Ain't going nowhere." <laughs> just my vest is all just all over the place, like. <laughs> It's just a mess. Like I I remember, I remember they they give me shit for that, and like you know they're like, all right, we're gonna leave now because I think like Will uh met some chicks and you know Jeff was wing man wing Manning you know for him, um and they were like uh hey can you wing me I'm like fuck that you know I'm like yeah. You can imagine 5 a.m., 4, 5 o'clock in the morning after the day that we had, like, I was done. (laughs) Right? (laughs) So I don't remember leaving. And this is, people, long-time listeners, this is where the taxi story comes in. So at some point, I realize they're gone. I'm like, okay, I'm just two through let me let me get the fuck out of here i go outside I, I don't even realize i go outside it's the sun is up oh my gosh like you know surprise i been all awake all night like okay and i go outside and i see you know uh will trying to coach some and, and jeff talking to some chicks like trying to coach him back to life because they're not they're not like passed out or anything but they're clearly drunk they you know, I'm like, hey, hey, fuck you guys. I beat you guys. I'm gonna, you know, I'm like, I, I remember when we, I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna beat you guys back to the hotel room. I'm going to sleep before you guys. Fuck you, motherfuckers! like, you know, I'm, I'm just like belligerent, like, you know, yelling at them because they left without me. And I'm thinking they're going to go back to the hotel first, but I'm passing them on the race back to the hotel. Like, you know, <laughs> so I'm just giving, I'm just being a complete asshole yelling at the top of my lungs at him fuck y'all <laughs> you know which is where if you remember a long time ago i told the story about me jumping in a taxi right and i'll just tell it again so i see a taxi and this is kind of completes the story for people who know this story so i i See a taxi? I'm because I'm completely lost. Like, I'm belligerent. I'm. I'm. It's five o'clock in the morning. The sun is up. I don't know where the fuck I am. My my vest is a mess. You know, I'm never gonna wear this thing again. It's ruined. <laughs> I completely desecrated this vest. You know, at this point, <laughs> buttons hanging off like it's just horrible. Right, so. <laughs> So I get in the taxi, the taxi driver's there somewhere, and I'm like, I get in there, I'm like, yo, we we're at the Days. I'm like, take me to the Days in Days in. My house. You know, he's like, I remember the taxi driver's reaction because he was just like, hmm? I'm like, yo, just take Come on, man, just go, just go, just go, just just go. <laughs> take me to the Days in. He's like, Daisy in? Uh, Either, skull. <laughs> you know, he's like, really? You want you want to go to the days? I'm like, yeah. you know, we we're going back and forth for a little bit. I'm just like, yo, come on! I'm trying to go to the days, and you know, he can, of course, I'm fucking a maniac at this point. <laughs> so he's like, he's just like, okay. <laughs> <So> <laughs> he just puts the taxi in drive, drive, turns left. and We driving on the left side of the street, so he just turns left. Then goes to the corner, turns left again, stops like he maybe went like a hundred meters, like <laughs> or less, you know. <laughs> He's like, hi <"Hey." laughs> And then I'm just like I feel like a piece of shit. I'm like, you could have just gotten like how much is it? And I'm just like, Okay. Just give him my money. <laughs> just like, Oh my gosh. I gotta go to bed. <laughs> And then, like, I remember, I I, I got to my room and I, and and I hear like Will and Jeff, uh, come, come in like just after me, like you know, and we just love just just banging, I guess not banging, but like you know, I can't walk shit. We're just all fucked up. Like, all right, that was a great night. Let's see y'all, motherfuckers, tomorrow. So <laughs> that was probably like the night. So the next day, the next day was like a lot more tame. Um, the next day. We wake up, and apparently, like, you know, they, they come knock on my door. And basically what I didn't realize was the night before, like, you know, Will maybe had, had met some chicks, and, you know, uh, Jeff was kind of tagging along. And so they were, like, they were kind of younger, and they were like, hey, we got to go. And I'm like, what? They're like, yo, we got to go. Like, you know, Will met – these girls, and um, he's going to take them on a date, and I'm going to tag along as two of them. So I'm You're like, You coming? I'm like, All right, fuck, fine. We didn't really, I mean, we woke up at like 10, 11 something. They promised to meet him in like, I you don't know, whatever, you know, time. But I didn't, we didn't have time to eat breakfast. So we took the, you know, we're all hungover. It's, we're a fucking mess. You know, like, you know, and excuse me, just enough time to take a shower and whatever and come up with another outfit. Like, I got some flip flops that I specifically wore. Some of the cost flip flops that specifically wore for the trip. Of course, they were too small for me, so they're flopping all over the place. Of course, Will and Jeff were giving me shit about it. Like, damn, your flip flops is loud. Like, you know, like, are you serious? You know, I'm like, man, come on, man. Fuck. So, but, but, you know, I'm grumpy because when I'm hungry, I get really, 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 really angry, right? So, I get really grumpy. So, you know, um, they're on this date at, like, some tower. I don't know what the tower it was. It's like, they were doing some shit. I don't even remember. But I was just like, I'm not signing up for this at all. Like, you know, I'm the fifth wheel on this makeshift bullshit-ass date, first of all. Second of all, like, you know, they're kind of younger, clearly younger, maybe university student, kind of early 20s girls. I just don't got time for that, you know, at all. I'm like, And there's no incentive for me to even, like, you know put in any effort into like socializing with them especially when the fifth wheel so i'm like y'all handle that shit like I ain't. and there's like you know especially wheels like come on man participate i'm like no that's not happening at all y'all deal with that mm. so they you know have fun talk about some shit and then they're like all right see you later or whatever and just you know bounce and so then I'm just like, man, come on, let's get some food, man. Because the whole time, I'm just like, come oh, on, let's get some food, man. What the fuck? Let's get some food. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. I'm hungry. <laughs> so, um, I just remember I'm hungry. I am I was like incredible. I was just like super angry, you know. And finally, we we go near the area when we were at like a seaside kind of area. And we get some sandwiches or something. And as soon as I bite the sandwich, I'm like. And I just return back to normal. I'm like, okay, so hey, you guys, what are we doing today? And we just start talking about, you know, and they're like, okay. I'm like, yeah, yeah. I get kind of fucking. I'm like the Snickers commercial. Like, you know, Snickers. If you know the Snickers commercials, where like, you know, the, the person gets all crazy until they eat the Snickers. Like, I'm like that. Like, really like that. So as soon as I eat them, go back to normal. I eat, I go back to normal. And I remember, like, you know, of course we're all fucked up. like We're all just fucking feeling horrible. um, But, you know, like we were just talking about the last night, just cracking jokes. Like, you remember you fucking hit me with the bottle. I'm like, my bad. Like, what's up with your vest? Like, you know, my bad. How the fuck did you find this? Like, hey, you know, <laughs> shit like that. And like, yo, dancing, uh, you know, fucking, you had the velvet rope. That shit was awesome. Like, it was, it was like, really, like, a great night and great time. And I remember, like, I remember, like, you know, I'm eating eat my sandwich, and I'm feeling a little bit better, and, like, there was this chick, you know, there may be a wedding party or something, where we were near, and she had on, like, that was the most beautiful woman I saw in Fukuoka. Like, you know, she had on her kimono, and she, you know, was, had her makeup perfect, and I, and I was just, like, eating my sandwich, and I was just looking at her, and I'm just, like, Hi, <laughs> and she kind of like smiled, and that just made my day. I was like, "Yeah, I'm having fun." Like, you know, this is a great trip. Oh, speaking of speaking of which, speaking of, I just remembered how I knew this trip was gonna be all amazing. Like, mm, again, this is some real guy shit. I never, oh yeah, I knew this trip was gonna be special because. I was in Shibuya just before we were um, going out we, we like the a few days before we were gonna go maybe buying I think some clothes or shopping again looking for my outfits Yeah, I was in Shibuya and I remember I was at an intersection waiting for the light or something like that and it was maybe like a windy day or something like that because maybe it was springtime and I'm at the light I'm like y'all Fukuoka's gonna be awesome it's gonna be so much fun and <laughs> um i'm standing next to this girl or she starts walks up yeah waiting for the light to change and she's wearing a skirt and her skirt like right in front of me the wind blows and blows up her skirt like right in front of me like not even a little bit like blows it way up like like marilyn monroe up without the hand cover up and she's wearing i'll remember this girls underwear for the rest of my life she's wearing like these purple like brief kind of really really cute underwear um light purple briefs with like a little skull on it like a little like silly looking skull on the front you know and you know <laughs> her. i just look at their underwear and i'm just like look at her and and we just make eye contact and she's so embarrassed but like we just kind of like smile or just laugh I'm like it's okay you know and she's like oh she smiles at me and I'm like Fukuoka is gonna be awesome (laughs) that's just gonna be amazing that was like my my you know my sign that this is gonna be a great trip and so, like you know, the chick from the the chicken in the kimono was just like the icing. I was like, okay, everything's gonna be okay. So I think that day we, we slept a lot because we it the first night we were just we did so much. So we slept until nighttime, and then we went to um, even like though. we we can't be eating indian food all the time we're here we gotta eat some food so we went to the riverside we went to like you know the riverside ramen shops there we sat down like in the open air ramen shop got some ramen you know some some young young little fine things around us and so we started talking hey what's up you know start talking you know uh, just just shooting the shit with the local ladies and um um uh, we went to another nightclub i don't really remember it so much just because like you know we got we were, we were like low energy we we blew i was we blew our wild the first day because we just did so much the first day um the second night we went out and um i think we finished the night with like some uh a yakiniku, not, not, yakitori somewhere but I, I don't even remember the nightclub uh, no we went back to infinity <laughs> actually that's what we did <laughs> We went back to Infinity the second night, and they were like, "Oh, hey, you guys are back!" And we we're just like, "Yeah, we're back," <laughs> and we just had fun. But it was a lot more low key than the first night, and um, and you know, just had some good food, and then went to sleep and came back to Tokyo. Um, but but like that weekend, especially the, that first day and first night, it was just full of memories, full of stories, like anecdotes, just dumb, stupid shit that we did, and we. We tell each other, we tell their stories like, we're, it's like, goddamn, the, the goddamn Hobbit, the Lord of the Rings, you know, um, we retell that shit, like, to each other so many times, and from different perspectives, and, you, you know, you have those stories with your friends, and i say that's one of the defining moments of our friendships, like, you know, um, that we, we we did and experienced together, and, and, you know, my time in Japan, and, and you know, It brings a smile to my face every time I think about it. Every you know because it's in here. I can tell you guys, but it's still in here, and so um, I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and and, you know, got love for you guys. You know, if you guys listen to it, you know, and and it is maybe in the in. I don't want to make a movie (laughs) from that shit (laughs) because it was great. It was great. So okay, so that's the story. That's what it is. All right. So that's this episode. Thank you guys for listening to me stroll down memory lane and some of, of some of the wild shit that I did back in the day here. Um, yeah. So next, next episode, I got, I got some, we'll get back to more, some more traditional shit, but, um, we'll, we'll end the episode there. Part two of the Fukuoka story is in the bag. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Remember to, if you made it this far, please like comment, subscribe or I'll put it in the intro to do it but yep so I'll, I'll let you next time alright y'all <laughs> take it easy I, I'm I am really looking forward to listening back to this all right peace